Welcome to Unapologetically Abundant Podcast. I'm your host, Petya Kolibová, that love coach who helps corporate women who have been pushed down and back due to traumatic relationship or childhood trauma in their past, which has caused them to see themselves not in a bright light that makes them people please and not show up the way they know they are capable of showing up. My mission is to help women who are on the path to heal from their past wounds, move through their limiting beliefs and internal blocks so they can guide other women through online coaching, which is that deep down what they are feeling they really want to do instead of sitting in their corporate job. Each week I will be offering an interview or an idea that will support you to leave behind what isn't serving you anymore and create a life filled with freedom, abundance, and purpose. No more hiding, no more waiting. The time to take care of yourself, to uplevel your life is now. Hello, hello, beautiful soul. I am super excited. I might need my microphone too, now that we're talking about it. Super excited to be on today's episode because my beautiful guest, beautiful inside out, she has a brain, she has a beauty, and not only she has the brain of a doctor, she also has the heart of the healer. That's like my favorite, favorite line from her bio. But when she will start talking, you will see why I am so adoring her and in love with her work, because I feel that every single woman needs someone like Catherine in her life. Catherine, I'm so excited to have you today here and such an honor. Oh, thank you, Petia. It is my honor and pleasure to be here. And I know that right before I started recording, I asked you, where would you love to be? And I was, of course, sometimes we just like put expectation in front, right? And I'm expecting some like tropical like vacation. And your answer was so sweet and I could so resonate with it. So you would love to see yourself with your family. So I might not be the the perfect witch to get you there within a five minutes yet. If you're open to it, I would invite you just for a moment, close your eyes and let me, let me take you, let me guide you for a little bit. So just relax in the back, take a deep breath, feel your shoulders relaxing, feel your body getting heavier and heavier. Feel the warmth of your face and imagine that right now you're sitting in a beautiful home and in front of the fireplace. You can hear the wood cracking. You're looking into the fire and you are holding a hand with your family. You see the little kids running around and playing with the gifts the adults cheering and laughing. And when you look around, you feel so much peace and so much joy. And as it's such a big, big, big gathering of your family, their cousins, brothers, sisters, even neighbors are joining because your family, it's just the best to be around on the holidays. And as you're smiling, you see a little girl running around you. And as she comes to you and she brings you a treat, she smiles at you and she says, who are you? 
What is the one thing you want her to know? Not what do you do, but who you are. I am love, my dear. <laughs> wow. That is so beautiful. And although I would love, love, love to leave you there with the fireplace and the family and the laughters and the hugs and the kisses, I would love to slowly bring you back into this moment, keeping the joy, keeping the warmth on your heart, keeping the warm hands, still feeling the touches, the hugs of your loved ones. So we can too share you with the listeners and share your beauty and the wisdom. Mm -hmm. <laughs> How we are feeling. Amazing, my dear. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That was so beautiful. My, uh, you know, my guests, they, uh, most of them, they don't want to come back. You know, they're just like, can I stay here? This is like really nice. Like, finally, I'm taking a couple of minutes for myself in my day, right? So know that you can always like go back there and connect with your family. And I love that. I really love how connected you are to your family and, and how important it is to you. And um, I can really see it as one of your values. I don't want to be assuming again, like I was assuming with the exotic, you know, vacations, but I would really assume that family is something that is very important to you because now that's what you also do for your purpose, for your living. You are helping families to be created, be born in a supernatural way. And that's something that I would really love to dive in, but I would love to hear a little bit more about your values and why is family so important to you? Well, I, one, yes, thank you. And I also just want to acknowledge how psychic you are because the way you described like the holidays with my family and all the cousins, like you are right on and it was so beautiful to be there. So thank you again. And um, I feel like I've been blessed with an absolutely incredible family. I know not everybody feels that way um, at this time on the planet, but I absolutely do. And it's really shaped um, my career and my choices and, and my values and um, so as a, as a naturopathic doctor and, and focusing on natural medicine, um, I joke that I was born into it. So my, I was born at home and I was breastfed till I was four. And my mom says, that's why I'm so smart and why, why I'm a doctor. And, um, and just so much love in my, in my family growing up. Um, it doesn't mean there weren't issues. You know, I've definitely been working through my childhood trauma stuff, which, you know, we've got trauma, big T and trauma, little T and <laughs> all that sort of fun stuff. Um, but I feel like both of my parents and my siblings, we've, I've had such a solid foundation of love and they've always encouraged me to really trust myself and make, you know, make choices for me and for my future, not for them or for anyone else. Mm -hmm. And have always been my biggest cheerleaders. And so I want to support other humans and, and creating that for themselves and for their, for their children and, and the expansion of their own families, getting to that, share the love. That is so beautiful. And, and like you said, not everybody experienced that. And I'm so happy that you did, that you did have that foundation. Imagine that every person would be born into the family where there is a foundation of you go and take care of you and be independent and trust yourself, trust your intuition and having this foundation of love. Like there would be no wars. Of course, there would be, like you said, like 
big traumas, little traumas. We we all go through our own stories and healing, right? But how beautiful that would be. So I wonder how that impacted your choices, future choices in life as far as, you know, relationships and career and who are you being now in the world? Yeah. Uh, so career, um, like I said, like the natural, the naturalness of my family made me choose natural medicine. Mm -hmm. Um, and I got to see my mom go through her journey when I was in high school where she struggled with chronic fatigue, um, fibromyalgia, autoimmune diseases, and went the conventional route, uh, ended up bedridden for about six months, was on chemotherapy, steroids, all sorts of things. Mm -hmm. Um, she found a, a natural practitioner, actually a chiropractor who did supplements and muscle testing. And mm -hmm. six months after she started working with him, she was about 80% better. Wow. Um, yeah. And to this day, she's like 90, 95% awesome. As long as she doesn't have too much sugar, too much wine or too much mother-in-law. Um, <laughs> I love you. Honest <laughs> here, right? Life happens. Yeah. Um, so with seeing that, uh, made me think I really want to do something serving, serving people on their health journeys. I initially didn't think I wanted to be a doctor. It felt like a lot of responsibility. Um, and I also didn't see, I didn't necessarily know what the path would look like to be in holistic or alternative medicine. Like I both wanted all the knowledge and the, the diagnostics and everything that a regular like MD allopathic Western doctor can do. But I knew that like the healing really happens in what we do every day, what we eat, drink, breathe, touch and think and feel. And that's where I see a lot of progress with patients is that in the mind body aspect of, um, it, you know, our, our body's the faithful puppy dog to the mind. So we, we need to address that factor as well. So being able to, to bring, all of those pieces in and, and really serve clients is, is born out of watching my mom heal herself, essentially. Mm, that's so beautiful, you know, and that's something that I'm doing with my own family. I'm not a doctor, right? But I'm doing my own studies of like medical medium and healing true food and everything because I'm seeing what happened with my mom and my grandma when they go the regular way with the doctors and, you know, antibiotics for everything and, you know, just like painkillers for everything. I'm like, how is that really helping you and how is that really healing you? So... I love that not only you were born into it, but also you could see the contrast. I feel like sometimes it's so important to see the contrast, to really see what is important to us. So to know what, what really route to take. So that's beautiful. So now you, I, I can understand that. I can see that you wanting to heal people naturally, but where did the babies come from? Well, I know where babies come from. <laughs> we have to go there. But how did you, like, why babies? Why helping moms? Why families? So, so my mom also, uh, when I was growing up, was a La Leche League leader and um, eventually became a lactation consultant. So she would help moms breastfeed. Um, and being in that community, also, I got exposed to midwifery. You know, I was born at home, so was in kind of the home birth community and, and with the moms and kids groups and things growing up and actually thought I wanted to be a midwife for a little while. And so I started training a bit while I was in medical school, um, realized I didn't really like staying up all night. Uh, <laughs> and so, um, so, so, but still knew I wanted to serve women and wanted to serve women in the journey to becoming mothers and also started as in medical school, started learning all this research of 
what we call epigenetics. So the science of how the expression of our genes gets passed down and realizing that what mom and dad do four months, six months, a year before they even conceive that baby, again, eat, drink, breathe, touch, think, and feel the things you do every day, how they are going to affect that baby for the rest of their life. So realizing that I could have so yes, gentle birth and healthy, healthy birth is important. And if I could start working with couples months before they even get pregnant, and then for some, I support through the pregnancy as well, but really set the couple up for success so that they are the clearest, healthiest, most loving, conscious, you know, parents they can be, then that's really going to set that baby up, not just for the best health for their entire life, but also to be here and serve their purpose. So they don't have to worry about, you know, mom's karmic baggage or, you know, dad's um, diet Coke habit affecting his or her genes. They can just come here as clear as possible. Now, maybe we all still help karma, you know, whatever, but um, you know, these little beings can come in as clear as possible and just be the light, be the love, be whatever they're here to do to fulfill their purpose. If that's saving the oceans, if that's just being a a little love bomb, um, that's, that's what I see as my contribution to the future of humanity is, is welcoming children in, in a way where they don't have to clear an entire lineage of trauma and karma. Mom and dad get to do that. And maybe there's still pieces that they get to clear when they come in and maybe they have their own they're bringing in. But um, I feel like I get to support elevating consciousness through humanity, through the way we're bringing children into the world. Wow. I love that so much. You know, like I'm obsessed with your work and it's so fascinating when you and me, we connected when we, you know, were on our first call and I was telling my grandma, I'm like, oh my gosh, so I'm planning. She's like, you know, I feel like she really honestly stay alive just because of me, because of the hope that I'm giving her. She was like, I have to wait for you. And I'm like, okay, you got to wait for me, but you also have to wait for the baby. So, you know, I keep like buying the time for her to have a reason to stay and to take care of herself and it's fascinating because I was telling her about you and your work she was like oh my god like I was born on a floor and my mom because she was born in the second world war right like her mom got pregnant and she has to up up until the almost the moment she was giving a bird like they she has to be carrying like heavy things and the guest couple they were like putting guns into her head to keep working and she's like nine months pregnant I was like the trauma that my grandma like went through not even like being even born and then she was born like on the floor under bed because her mom couldn't even like get up or anything so uh when I was telling her like oh I'm thinking maybe like next year I will like be open to like start you know thinking about pregnancy and she was like and you're already like planning it now and like thinking about it now so what would you say that if women want to like start getting ready for the pregnancy and they're like okay I don't want it now in like you know three six months but I want to start thinking about it what would be some of the first things that you would say that they get to start changing or maybe doing if they have still like maybe a year yeah I think a year is the the perfect timeline to to start prepping for baby um Anytime we open a therapeutic container, so anytime you make a decision, the universe is going to conspire to support you in that decision. And if your intention is to have like the healthiest baby possible, then sometimes things can come up to be cleared on that journey. Um, So a year is a really good timeline um, because four months before the baby is conceived, 
the eggs and the, the egg and the sperm that are released that will eventually need to be that baby are already developing inside the man and woman's bodies and are already going to be exposed to whatever nutrients are in the bloodstream or whatever toxins are in the bloodstream. So if you're a year out and you find out you've got a heavy metal load or you've been exposed to mold or there's um, you know other environmental toxins, there's a whole handful now that we know affect both fertility and baby's health mm-hmm. throughout their life. Um, one, you need enough time to get those out of the system and you want those out of the system before that four month window even starts. Mm-hmm. So that gives us enough time to do a nice thorough detox. Um, so some of the, basically fertility is a byproduct of health. So living the healthiest life possible will support that process for, for the conception, for the healthy pregnancy, healthy birth, healthy baby. Um, and as far as like the first things to start doing, I would say, I think there's two pieces that I would recommend. The first would be um, mindset and and spirit set um, and and creating the intention with your partner. If you have a partner, some women are, you know, doing this on their own, but creating that intention either with yourself or with your partner of like, okay, we're opening the preparation container and um, setting, setting aside some time either each day or each week to honor that container. And so whether that's working through physical stuff, working, allowing, um, you know, childhood stuff to whatever you're doing for yourself, continue doing that. And then do that within the context of like, I'm also doing this for my child that's coming in. Mm -hmm. So, so opening the container and then being intentional with just paying attention to that container with the work that you're already doing, or if you're not really doing work, which I'm guessing if you're not doing work, you're probably not watching this podcast right now. Um, Then, then, you know, starting just that inquiry process of why do I want to be a mom? What kind of parents do we want to be? Um, what sort of intention do we have for our child? Um, and just start thinking about these things, thinking about your own birth, thinking about, you know, and these are things I walk a lot of my clients through is that it's not, at some point on the journey, we're going to talk about all of these things and explore, you know, what your own experience was so that if there is birth trauma, childhood trauma, issues with mom or dad, anything that could get in the way or not get in the way, but still get passed down, then we want to just start looking at it. And when we start looking at it, usually as long as we have some tools, we can usually move it through pretty quickly. So I would start that process. And then the second thing would be testing. Um, And the testing is because if there are, like I said, if there are toxins in the system, we need enough time to get them out and then still have that four month window of healthiest blood flow, healthiest body, healthiest spirit, healthiest, all the things. So we have the healthiest eggs and healthiest sperm. Mm-hmm. So the testing and the mind, the mindset spirit set piece, I would say are the two, for, the two first places to start. Um, and testing wise, I like to do all the things. So we test for all the deficiencies, all the micronutrient nutrient deficiencies. We look at antioxidants, inflammatory markers, all the hormones, all the hormone metabolites, um, blood sugar, uh, thy- full thyroid panel, cortisol and adrenals. We look at the toxins, so metals, molds, and solvents. Solvents are like other chemicals, pesticides, BPA, plasticizers, all that sort of fun stuff. So we look at all the bad stuff. Do we want to get all the bad stuff out? We want to make sure we have enough of all the good stuff, the nutrients, and then we want to make sure that the regulatory mechanisms, so things like the hormones and the inflammatory markers, are at the right amounts at the right times. Um, so yeah. 
Wow, I love that. You know, I really love how you are blending those two, you know, like, like you have it so perfectly in your bio, you know, the doctor and the healer and like really walking hand in hand, having the knowledge and not trying to just like wing it, right? Like, I feel that, you know, like our moms and especially grandmas, they're like, okay, I'm pregnant. I will give a birth in nine months. Like we're done, right? We'll figure it out when I will pop the baby out. <laughs> right and yeah and coffee and you know drinking and oh it's not such a bad you know it's not a big deal if it's not in excess and now with the knowledge that we have I feel like our generation is so much more open to not only like okay I will be working with a doctor because I want to have like a easy pregnancy or I want to have a healthy baby but it's also like let's work on the spiritual side let's work on the mindset of bringing the baby in so it is so beautiful so now that you are you know this is the one year mark what about the when you were talking about like the six six months or the four months the window what would be the next step now that you clear up all the toxins now that you you know are having like weekly dates with your spouse or partner or you know just the clinic planning the baby right (laughs) depending on who you're planning it so now that you're preparing what would be the next step you feel at like six months or four Mm -hmm. months um so just for ease of discussion sake so let's say you want to get pregnant in december Mm -hmm. it's starting in january and Mm -hmm. so that first six months is a very intensive phase we do all the testing we do all the detox we, we do the before and after testing to make sure that we see the improvements, that we get rid of the bad stuff, we get the good stuff up. At that six month mark, then it's mostly maintenance. So we continue doing the mind, body, spirit work, continue pleasure, continue joy, continue connection with your partner, continue the conversation. Oh yeah, so if we have a three month old and we wanna travel all over the world, what does that look like? It's possible. Check? Oh my God, you're giving your clients reality check too, no day dreaming anymore. <laughs> Well, to be honest, I've got, I've got couples who create all sorts of different types of beautiful lives. Um, some are very grounded, some travel, everybody kind of does what works for them. Mm -hmm. Um, and there's not like a right way to do it. The beauty is that you get to create your family and you get to create your reality. Mm -hmm. So starting to, so one being grateful and appreciative and present in the, in the now moment, and also exploring some of those conversations of what you guys want to create in the future as well. Um, and then, you know, still like super healthy diet, you know, super juicy sex life, um, staying away from toxins, checking in with each other. And then at that four month mark, um, you know, the six to four month mark could, they could technically be the same mark. So either like June, August ish, um, you know, depending if everything comes back super clear at that six months, then you could either move your timeline up or you just kind of enjoy it for the two months in between. And then at that four month mark, um, once you've once everything has been clear for four months, then I actually recommend uh, opening a basically doing a, a ceremony to call in the baby soul, um, and you can do this before you, after after you've been like I don't want to say doctors approved, but after after you're toxin free essentially for okay. four months, then and you're ready to start trying. That's when I typically recommend like holding a ceremony to welcome in the baby soul. So I, I recommend that my couples write vows to their baby soul, that they light candles, that they speak them out to the universe, to God, to to their baby, um, and then surrender the timeline up to God because 
sometimes baby comes in first try, sometimes baby wants to be a Pisces or something else. And <laughs> um, so that's possible. And then in that, but in that four month window beforehand, it's still gonna be a lot of that maintenance phase. A lot of that just like staying in the flow of the super healthy living, super juicy sex and just enjoying each other and knowing that like it's it's you you're already optimized so there's a, a bit less work to do and it's really just maintaining that lifestyle and and visioning and getting ready um and you can do the baby welcoming ceremony sooner too uh it's kind of like if you when you feel that call um yeah that's so beautiful. Like we love rituals, you know, with my boyfriend, we have like a, we have a weekly dates just for ourselves. We go explore new places. And then we have also weekly dates, rituals with the money. So I'm like, we'll be just doing weekly dates with our baby. Can you imagine? I'm like, it's so beautiful. I want to also tap into because you mentioned it already twice. Why is it so important to have a super juicy sex? <laughs> One, because it's enjoyable. Um, well, <laughs> Two, um, when a woman, so if let's go to the other extreme, if sex is not fun or painful, or there's trauma around sexuality, um, being in a sexual experience, which is most of the time necessary for conception, the body is not going to feel safe. And if the female body doesn't feel safe, the body will not conceive. And not 100% across the board, um, but it, it's more challenging, just like the hormone profile, the um, nervous system, what's happening in the nervous system, because the body is, as far as evolution, we want the species to, when we pro, we're procreating, basically, we want the species to continue throughout time. So if the body doesn't feel like there's enough food or if it's not safe, if the baby's going to get eaten by a tiger, the body will not conceive because it takes, it takes a lot of energy to, to grow a human. So if the body doesn't, if your system doesn't think that it's safe enough outside that that child will survive, then the body will not conceive because why would it use up all those resources if it's not safe out there? So there's these biological mechanisms built into the body. So safety is a huge, important piece um both energetically emotionally in the relationship and during sex um and then mechanically biomechanically um orgasm does actually help move the sperm up the vaginal canal through the cervix and then it, it actually goes up into the uterus and through the fallopian tubes and fertilization happens in the outer third of the fallopian tube um you know one side or the other and so that motion one helps the sperm move. And then there's also all sorts of delicious bonding hormones mm -hmm. that are, you know, safety, love, connection, um, because that connection to one's partner is also part of the safety. Um, That's and, beautiful. Yeah. So, so really all that juiciness and, and one of my mentors uh, who wrote the Brighton baby book, Dr. Roy Dittman, who's kind of like the grandfather of the preconception um, uh, health movement, essentially, he he studied Taoism for a long time, and he said that what they the Taoists would say is that the um, the polarity between the man and woman or the masculine and feminine at the moment of conception would determine that child's constitution for their lifetime. Wow. Wow, yeah. it's like no pressure at all, right? No. <laughs> Come on, not only we got to keep the baby alive when it comes, we are forming it before it's even here. Like no pressure, right? Wow. How can people do that without you, Catherine? I have no idea. I'm planning not to do it without you. So, <laughs> Well, thank you. Well, and the beauty is that like, 
the the universe is so divine and so much like our body our heart beats by itself our lungs breathe by themselves like our digestive system works by itself so a lot of this can happen by itself and what we're noticing now is that it's it's possible to just take and take it to a heightened awareness a heightened intention so um, like I had one couple who I mentioned the thing about like the moment of conception and whatever, and the mom to be goes, so what if we like it like kind of rough and I like to be spanked? Is that okay? Is the child going to be into like BDSM or whatever? And I was like, whatever is enjoyable for you is what matters. So being in pleasure, enjoying connection, whatever it looks like is totally fine. That's um, a great question. That's a great question. Like <laughs> if everything I'm doing, touching, eating, it's affecting the baby. Like, is it like detailedly affecting it? So that's a really great question. Yeah, and it's and every little bit adds or subtracts from from the desired outcome. Mm. And um, the way I tell my couples not to get so like anxious and worked up over details, all the things, all the details, is that um, you know there is this beautiful grand orchestration of what's happening in the divine. Mm -hmm. And so the more we can actually just relax into that and trust the innate knowingness. So there's a difference between like, my mind is like, oh, I need to do this, 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 and this versus like, ah, okay. So what really matters is that we have, we're having eye contact and we're breathing together. That's what really matters to me in this moment. Mm -hmm. And the more you can listen to your truth, truth, like your, yeah, your truth with a capital T and move from a space of truth and love, the easier everything kind of gets. So if you, let's say you, you know, I'm, I drink out of a plastic water bottle, you know, is that the the perfect fertility choice? Maybe not, but is that going to ruin everything? Absolutely not. Mm -hmm. And if for some reason that's the one thing that you love, like I had one mama who just like loved the acrylic nails. And so, and the, her, her toxins came back and she was willing to give that up, but she wasn't willing to give up the spray tan. So it's like, okay, if, if the one thing, if that's the one thing that gives you so much joy, the joy has a better payoff than it would to like pull that thing out of your life. So everything has energy and we kind of figure out how to create a plan that's both doable and effective. Mm, I love that. You know, like joy has a, like a bigger payoff. Also one thing um, that came up for me when I was, you know, hearing you and listening to you is, you know, like the, the things that women get to like bring in and give up, right? What about the women who are planning the baby and they are still on a birth control because right now it's not the time to have the baby. How far before you want to bring in the baby? How, like how long it takes to clear up your body? And I know it will be depending on your overall lifestyle. It's not like, okay, it's exactly 43 days, right? Or 95 days, but in your experience, how long the body needs to clear up from the birth control if it's, you know, the also will depend on which one I know, but just general. I would still do a minimum four months, mm -hmm. ideally six months to a year. Okay. Yeah. And part of that is the birth control. One is shutting down the pituitary ovary axis. Um, and that part usually comes back quickly. Like usually women will get their, their period will still will come back because the bleed you have when you're on birth control isn't a period. It's just a withdrawal bleed. So usually the period part will come back within a month or two, sometimes right away. Um, but we know birth control can, and this is all from um, Dr. Jolene Brighton's book, Beyond the Pill, uh, can cause gut issues, can cause nutrient deficiencies, can cause um, hypothyroidism. And so 
and a lot of women go on the pill for reasons other than birth control. So if those underlying reasons aren't addressed, they will probably still be there when you come off the pill and you want some time to actually fix those if they are going to affect your fertility. So, um, yeah. Beautiful. Thank you so much. I'm like, I, I want to remember that, ask that. I think it's very important, you know, like I'm getting ready for a baby, but I don't want to pop it out next week. So I'm still eating pills, right? So it's it's beautiful. That's really great to know to start um, there. So um, what I also would love to ask you, every time I see you, you're so radiant, so vibrant, you're so grounded. What is the secret, Catherine? Like, what are some of your non-negotiable rituals that keep you this grounded and vibrant? I would say two things. Um, the groundedness probably comes, I, I have a beautiful altar in my bedroom that's like just a you know a little bit above maybe a foot or so above the floor and I have my meditation cushion and at least once a day sometimes twice a day I sit at my altar and sometimes it's a breath meditation sometimes it's journaling to myself sometimes it's um working with my pictures of my little my little girl selves and working through childhood stuff but whatever it is I make sure at least once a day sometimes twice that I have that time to focus on me and to love myself first the second piece is I'm a dancer and most mornings I will wake up and walk to the park by my house. Um, the basketball courts are all shut down because nobody can play basketball right now because of COVID. So they're a great space. All the fitness people are out there. Like there's a CrossFit class going on across, across there. And so I put my little headphones in and I dance my heart out for about 45 minutes and just am in all the like juiciness. Lately, I've been doing a little like Ed Sheeran and a little... Um, uh, there's this song called Hey Mommy uh, by Sylvan Esso, which has just been like super freaking juicy to me. Um, so I get into my sexiness and I get into my body and I just enjoy being me and enjoy my expression. And sometimes people might watch me. I, I honestly stopped paying attention. Um, but uh, but I, I just it's it brings me so much joy. So I feel like that's probably one of my secrets. I love that. I love it because especially as us as women, right? Like really dropping into your body, not caring about who is watching, who is not watching, like go back into your feminine, go back into your full, go back into your sexiness and really owning it. It's so beautiful. Imagine if everybody would be able to just drop into their body and feel it and be whatever they are in that moment. Love that. Love that. So one last question. I would love to ask you, what is on your heart? What is the one thing that is on your heart that you want to know the one who is getting ready to bring in the super baby? Uh, I'd say know how powerful you are. Know what a gift you are and know what a gift know what a blessing you are to this child who's coming in that this child is choosing you and that and also what's coming through is that the journey to motherhood even starting a year before is starting to open a portal to a connection to the divine that i have not seen happen in any other way than through through motherhood mm -hmm. um and there's a lot of ways to connect to the divine but this is a very unique way and to see that portal open through with the intentional con container before and then through conception and being pregnant and physically the body opening and then birth being like 
I've heard described as the wildest medicine journey you could ever take. <laughs> um, I've been to dozens of births and I've seen what that looks like and it's beautiful and incredible and so empowering in so many ways and every birth is different. Um, and then having that connection through the body, through the physical body and to that being for the rest of your life is, is a gift and it's magical. And um, my prayer is that you feel all of that. Mm, so beautiful. Thank you so much, Catherine. And I love connecting with you on Instagram. Is there any other way or any other place online that you would love to hang out with people? I need to learn more about the online world. I really do. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> that's my secret. Not online. Um, so Instagram at Dr. Zagoni. Uh, and I don't even know if I have a Facebook for my fertility practice. But, um yeah, or you can, on the My Holistic Fertility uh, website, if you want to actually connect about a consultation or the group program that I'm launching in January, powerful, magical, sorceress women who are calling in their babies in the next one to two years to do all the testing and all the connection and all the magic, um, theholisticfertilitymethod.com. And there's a uh, request, uh, schedule a consultation button and my assistant will get back to you and we can connect face-to-face that way. Love that. Yes, ladies, if you are planning to bring a super baby, she is the one who can help you bring it. I already connected with Catherine and I'm planning to be part of her group too. So absolutely excited for it. Catherine, thank you so much, not only for today and your time. It's always so much fun to connect with you and so filled with wisdom. I'm so blessed and grateful to know you. And thank you for all the work you are doing, like really changing the world by the super babies you are bringing in and really shifting the possibilities for moms and parents. Thank you, Petya. It's my highest joy and honor and pleasure to get to do this work on this planet at this time. So thank you for seeing me and for acknowledging me. 